Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. such a stripped back kind of type of life um, yeah, it's been real hard at times it's a, it's a it's an exercise in suffering in in, in some cases but it's a, it's it's a, it's a bizarrely uh, beautiful thing to do day one <sighs> tough going I think the minute you stand still is the minute you're dead. Day two, um, 48 hours done now. Uh, three full days down, 72 hours in. Four full days in and I wanted to get five. Uh, or five days done, sorry, going into day six now. Maybe it's been bred into me, but I've always had a, a curiosity to, to explore the world. Day 56, eight weeks, done and dusted. Mood is good, spirits are high. Day 43, done and dusted actually. Day 32, done and dusted. Anything and everything is, is achievable. Yeah, this is going to be fucking epic, man. This is only 24 hours in, and um, yeah, it's tough. My name is Damien Brown, and welcome to Deep Roots. When I first retired from professional rugby, I used to have this sentence said to me quite regularly. Welcome to the real world. And it used to annoy me. Especially if it was said in that tone but I wanted to I suppose I wanted to figure out why it annoyed me because it didn't really compute so I reflected on it a little bit and the realization I came to was that these people who had said it to me had no fucking idea what was real for 16 years I had lived in this world this avenue of life that was purposeful uncomfortable and had a huge lack of choice and this world that they were extolling to be real what i could see was huge lack of purpose comfort and too much choice professional rugby is a very 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 real avenue of life I loved it because of what it gave me it grew me as a person it fundamentally developed me it turned me from a boy to a man through its demands through its pressures through its importance to me it gave me a different way of seeing the world because of its realities. So we've all these maps in our head and they can be broadly characterized into the way we see things and the way things should be. And that's where rugby was incredibly important to me in that it constantly and consistently broadened my map 
of the way I see things. True its pressures, true its demands, true its stresses on a physical, primal level. The reality of the environments you're in is that they want more from you all the time. It's more, 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 more. Be that coaches, strength and conditioning, the medical side, the club, um, and then you have your own drivers, your own internal drivers, your own ambition, your own ego, uh, your own motivation to earn, your own motivation to achieve, and the importance of it to you. And I, I'm incredibly grateful for everything it gave me. I'm incredibly grateful. I, you know, was in a arm's length of Gawagian's RFC. I walked in the gate. I, you know, committed fully to a tackle on day one. I threw myself into it. I let myself go. I explored my own boundaries in that moment and I missed the tackle. Uh, I got a trailing boot into the jaw and I felt there and then I felt through having my bell rung. I felt through my nervous system the reality through of the sensation and I perceived it to be great. Don't ask me why, it just sunk to me on a very natural, organic, pure, right level. This is for you. This is for you. And that set in motion 24 years of exploring that world, that avenue of life that was incredibly real. And 16 years of that was incredibly demanding through the, like I mentioned, the the pressures and the demands of professional rugby. And it was in that time, through that more, 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 that I learned to expand myself. And I learned that, you know, that some things that I'd been conditioned to think were untrue. And my perceptions of some things Uh, perceptions of certain experiences that I had deemed to be reality were untrue and this constant breaking down of those conditions and those perceptions led me to have this open-mindedness in terms of my what I believe in this moment may not be true my perception of a certain thing may not be true because they were constantly broken down through the pressures, through the pushing of professional rugby and through its importance to me and its purpose to me. That was the reality. And over the years in professional rugby environments, you'd be pushed so much, be it by the environments, its demands, or by yourself and your ambitions that you'd have these moments where you'd expand your reality and that's incredibly addictive that like that's growth you are expanding one of the maps in your head on how you see life you are changing it you're changing the perception or your conditioning be that from whatever Um, institution or be that through your family through religion through school through your community through your friends you know you've been conditioned a certain way through your childhood and and moments of those pushes falsified those that conditioning and you know that is for me when I felt truth in that falsification that's growth and that's as I said growth is one of the my prioritize needs in life is one of the things I need most if not the most to feel fulfilled Uh, so that is something I have searched and searched for and wanted to find avenues to continue to do that in life to continue to broaden my map to continue to disrupt certain conditioning that is false and continue to rewire how I perceive things how I perceive what's possible, my perceptions through physical experiences. And that's why I rode the Atlantic. That's why I've gone down this path of extreme adventures or adventurer or explorer. Because I am. That's what I am. I'm an explorer. I am exploring my own potential true physical acts because that's what I know, because that's what rugby's gave me. It's given me this map and this understanding and this um, capacity to push myself physically and mentally and emotionally and what that gives me back, that feedback, the rewards, the results of that 
are what propel me to put in the work, always put in the work to get better, to get better, because it's so fulfilling when I get those moments of growth, when I expand my map of reality through achieving something I didn't think possible or something I've never done. And that's why I choose the adventures because there has to be a burning desire. There has to be a purpose. There has to be an importance. There has to be a value internally. And there has to be pressure there. There has to be um, your own ambitions. And there has to be, just like rugby, there has to be external pressures as well. And although they are not particularly, um, I don't put much value on them or I don't, uh, what's the word? I don't, I, I don't focus on them. I don't concentrate on them. That's, that's a good way to put it. Um, but they have to be there just like the pressures were in rugby, the external pressures, cause they're going to get more out of you than you can ever get on your own. And in adventures, that's mother nature, that's environment, that's the, um, pressures that she's going to bring in those extreme environments. You're going to go into be that the middle of the Atlantic ocean or be that, um, above whatever, 6,000 meters, uh, the pressures that, that external pressures and demands and challenges they bring, they have to be there for you to access your full potential. There has to be something there that's not within your control. And then it's trying to bring yourself back into your own control, despite that external pressure, but you also have internal pressures you're demanding of yourself. So it's in that squeeze where you kind of, you, you expand yourself, you broaden your map and the way you see things by, uh, overcoming that squeeze or overcoming the pressures and trials and tribulations of that squeeze, just like life and just like rugby. You need supports along the way. And in the case of rugby, of course, I had other coaches and SNC staffs and um, medical were pushing you. They were also supporting you in that push. And on the on the ocean, it's the exact same. You're not going to do it all on your own. So I had supports. You know, I had Justin who built the boat and in all his... Um, fairness as a, a good man good character guided me through the kind of the part of that world I didn't know and kind of tried to do it in the kind of best way possible he just he filled me in on the kind of the broad uh, territory of ocean rowing because I had no idea I was coming into this blind like you know I'd never been there and obviously he's he knows that world very well the same as what I would have known rugby very well at the end of my career and I might have you know advised and guided a young guy in the academy or whatever it was or just given him a little nudge here and there well Justin was on hand to kind of help me learn more quickly learn more and learn it quickly about ocean rowing and he was there as I crossed on the edge of a sat phone. He was the one on day 14 told me to put out the drogue um, because I was so fucking stressed after two capsizes and three near capsizes on top of those that I, I just didn't see myself being able to kind of crawl into bed and just sit there at the mercy of another few while uh, another few capsizes and well, at least one capsize and, you know, smashing my head off the cabin again. So he was like, no, mate, you need to um, get your drogue. I have two drogues, get the small one, tie it onto whatever, I think it was 50 meters of rope and trail it out the back of the boat and that'll straighten you up. You know, so I had Justin, I had Levin who's uh, doing my weather and I uh, was sending me uh, an email every day and sending me uh, text messages every day with uh, my routing and he was doing my um, yeah my my waypoints as well and then I had the the race this um, the duty officers Ian and um, Ian and Lee and they were constantly on the phones um, you know every two or three days and it was actually Ian who had suggested I use the spare seat I'd brought to kind of cut it up into bits and perch that on top of my um because he'd seen everton as i said in the last episode so um the video coming up or the audio of the video coming up is a kind of it's one i sent home 
and it's a kind of overview of the last few days. And in that, I if you get to see the, uh, I'll post it on Instagram and I'll post it on YouTube, if and when you get to see the, the video of the actual, the audio you're about to hear, you'll see me uh, pick up the, the foam padding that Ian had uh, suggested and had a couple of holes in it that were kind of keeping my backside and the sores away from the seat you know that constant friction that I was probably getting and, and lack of space to heal so I, I give that a, a view to the to the uh, camera uh, so welcome back to Deep Roots welcome to day 48 enjoy Hi guys, uh, coming to you sometime day 48 uh, from the, the Atlantic. <laughs> um, so uh, it's been a few days since I came on obviously and I just wanted to pop on and give everyone a bit of a, a review of the last few days. Uh, they haven't been pleasant at all to be honest, there's been a lot of, um, uh, a lot of suffering and a lot of um, discomfort bordering on pain and pain and often pain in some cases um, it's all it's all to come uh, all to do with the the sores on my backside that have been uh, well, they've been there a long time but they're just getting worse and worse and worse and then they kind of came to a crescendo about five days ago and uh, I was really worried you know I felt I kind of exhausted all my options and and there was no solution but uh, uh, from Chantine couch uh, we came up with a solution to uh, fashion a kind of seat uh, to perch on top of my rowing seat to give them a bit of a, um, a space and uh, air. So I'll just grab it here, give you a look. So this is it. So I sit on that and it helps a little bit, it helps a lot actually in time. So um, it's, been, um, it's been really helpful because it's gone from like, I, I couldn't sit down for five minutes, but so now I can sit for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half in, on that. Those holes you see were a lot smaller about two or three days ago. They're getting bigger by the day, so it kind of shows you what's um, what's going on down there. It's it's not pretty and it's not nice. And uh, you know, it's 16 days to go, um, or minimum 16 days to go. Uh, it, it really hits you, like hits your morale, because you know you're going to have to go through a lot of uh, a lot of shite. But um, what can I do? You know, I just kind of concentrate on the next stroke every time and um, you know try and get there as fast as I can but it's going to be slow uh, on a positive I think I've gone over 2,000 nautical miles uh, road so uh, yay <laughs> all right can we achieve our full potential without embracing pain I don't know the answer to this what I do know is that I have learned a lot from pain because and coming back to the point I tried to make at the start that's as real as it gets that feedback is as real as it gets and in it is an opportunity to learn and grow from it that's why when i go into adventures honestly my wish is i hope this is as hard as it can possibly be because that's where i'm going to grow i'm going to grow from that difficulty from that challenge from that stresses and strains and doubts and chaos and all that brings that's where i'm going to grow from and that's what i want that's like i said that's what fulfills me it's a deep need within me a prioritized need that's not to say I hope I get our sores. I don't. I don't even think about it. I don't want to know about how hard it's going to be. I just know I want it to be hard because the outcome from that, from that difficulty, from those challenges is growth. And that's what's important to me. If I keep growing throughout my whole life, well, I'm going to be in a very good place come the end. Then rather if I hid away from growth or hid away from, in this case, pain, that reality of pain. Um, and... No, what I like I said, what I've discovered is is pain is an expander because of its realities. If you can get through it, 
like the, this is the case here. Uh, 16 days left, arses in flitters. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Doubt, 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 doubt. I'm, you know, I'm looking for solutions, looking for ways around the pain, but it's just, it's difficult, it's hard. But eventually you get there, right? And you go, how the fuck did I get through that? How was that even possible? But it was, because you lived the experience, you got through it, you proved it to yourself. Uh, and that uh, expands your map of reality. You know, like, okay, I'm possible. That's possible to me. That is within my potential. And I didn't think it was, or I doubted it was. So you've, you know, you've grown as a person. Um, so yeah, that might sound really sick. Me even posing that question it might sound even incredibly foreign. You think, what the fuck? But <laughs> true my experience of my life that's what i realized that it is a powerful reality a powerful feedback and a and a fantastic opportunity to learn and grow from but thankfully every day wasn't painful and every day wasn't one of extreme discomfort like day 49 enjoy hey guys um Day 49 is uh, on its way, um, a few hours into it. Uh, I just had a, a swim and cleaned the boat and a wash, a uh, freshwater wash, and um, yeah, feeling good. Um, I went in, got underneath, and just scrubbed the, not just took away any kind of, any little critters that were hanging on there, and uh, yeah, I just tried to get scrub myself a little bit, get rid of layers and layers of dead skin. And uh, I haven't been in in ages um, because of just conditions and and it felt, it feels amazing now. Um, I unearthed a, a scissors because I lost my nail clippers somewhere along the way. So I unearthed the scissors from the Cat C med kit and uh, clipped some nails. Uh, my toenails were ridiculous. <laughs> and... Um, and uh, what else, uh, brushed my teeth and uh, yeah, I just gave myself the once over, got into the sores a little bit and uh, uh, yeah, feeling good. Um, cleaned up the boat a little bit and uh, yeah, still, um, I don't know, it just makes a huge difference. My beard is looking a bit, a bit fresher. Hair is looking a bit fresher. So um, life's good. Experiences like that will uh, um, won't happen very often in the future, or maybe at all. So, so it's good to kind of savor them and have them and um, bank the memories, you know. Uh, yesterday was what 40, 48. Oh yeah, yesterday just got pushed really far south, like sixty odd miles over. Well, that was over two days now, but. Um, yeah, we had northerly winds, and today it is just flat calm. Have a check this out. So, um, they're a little bit worried because uh, we got pushed so far south, two or three of us um, stragglers. Um, so, they want us to kind of uh, get as far north as possible now uh, over today and maybe a bit tomorrow because you know push south again and um, just for the uh, to approach to Antigua which is like 600 miles away um, they want to start getting us ready in position <laughs> that's uh, I heard that today on the sat phone I had to laugh like because uh, um, it's uh, yeah so so far away uh, what else um, yeah very little mileage yesterday because obviously got pushed south so much but uh, what about it probably adds a day to my minute arrival time but uh yeah i'm in no rush to be honest with you um i'm trying to savor the last kind of couple of weeks of this and uh, make sure i i take it all in and um and enjoy it um whatever that means and uh because it'll be a long time gone and it's a very very special thing to do so uh yeah so it's all good so yeah, we're into day 49 once the day finishes. Uh, that'll be seven weeks done, but uh, sure, I can I'll talk to you about that tomorrow. All right. What a difference 24 hours can make. You know, if you compare my 
mood or my tone anyway from day 48 where I was demoralized and downbeat and forlorn and low energy to this video where I was positive and upbeat and contemplative and content and relaxed yeah it's amazing what clipping a few toenails can do <laughs> you know even even my perspective I'm 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 honestly I I'm sitting here questioning it myself is that sincere like is you know is is he am I I'm questioning myself here going am I genuine in that that I I truly believe that I was you know just going to take it all in the, the truth is I can't remember I can't remember exactly making this video I can't remember what I was feeling but I, I'm going to give myself the benefit of the doubt uh, and I'm going to um, believe that that's what I was feeling and I, I nearly feel it in my tone but uh, yeah you never know but uh, yeah so I, basically what happened that day is or sorry some of these moments I was describing I I I searched out uh, the, a thing called a Category C med kit, which I knew, I remember reading the contents of it. So it came in this kind of plastic, once open, kind of never return uh, container or like a uh, membrane. And then I, um, I remember reading the contents just to see what was in it and remembering there was a scissors in it. So I, that was in the bowels of the back cabin, the storage cabin. So I went down in, got that, grabbed, ripped it open, found this fucking scissors, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, reminded me of what we used to use in national school to cut like paper. Um, it, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a struggle now to clip these fucking hobbit toenails that I'd grown over the last 40 odd days or longer. Um, but it eventually did. And of course I hopped in the water and, you know, I had the, the energy inducing effects that that had. Cause you'll see if you, again, if you get to watch this video, you'll see that it was flat calm. So that was a day where I could get in no issues and, and enjoy it in there and relax in there. And it, it seems to have had an effect on my mood. Cause, um, uh, cause yeah, cause you could hear it there. And the other thing that had a big effect on my mood and my mood for the next few days is the, the scrub so I used to, I had this kind of cloth on board that to be honest with you got used from ever, ever got used for everything and you know I reluctantly share this information it got used for everything from cleaning the deck of the boat to cleaning my arse to cleaning my face <laughs> That's the reality. While we're speaking about realities, uh, that's the reality. So I remember using it that day. I uh, put some, I had a dry wash thing uh, that I put into some fresh water I made through the desalinator and got that cloth and just got, you know, gritted my teeth for whatever, 10, 15 seconds and just scrubbed the sores. And as you'll hear in this upcoming audio, um, it had great effects. Hi guys, uh, day 49, uh, done and dusted, seven weeks uh, is uh, now behind me um, and uh, yeah, I'm delighted, of course, it's another nice, another nice little, excuse me, I'm just after having lunch, um, little milestone, uh, the last kind of 36 hours have been, um, have been uh, a bit of a fight, uh, we're getting, um, getting winds from the, from the north into the south and we're getting pushed south, so uh, uh, for the first little bit of it, I went with it, maybe first kind of six or seven hours, and then um, and then I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna uh, go straight for uh, straight west, basically." You know, um, you know, the shortest distance between two places is a straight line, so uh, I just started, you know, churning west, fighting the elements, fighting the conditions, and. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Like you feel like you're not really going particularly anywhere, but you, you crank out a few miles all the same, and it's uh, it's nice to know you're going where you should be going. Like so, uh, I lost a lot of kind of uh, my position because um, we got pushed so far south. But hopefully, be able to get that back. Uh, Lev, who's doing my weather, uh, isn't too worried. So in Lev, we trust. Um, uh, so yeah, that's been. Uh, 
that's been pretty good um, in the last 24 hours in particular I've really worked hard I reckon I have had about four hours 35 minutes sleep in that 24 hours and then probably an hour for uh, you know um, boiling water and making food and that so the guts of 18 or 19 hours rowing um, and I'm starting to feel it in one of my hands a uh, big kind of bruise right in the middle of the palm um, which is uh, which is coming up um, on day 50 which is kind of uh, not unexpected um, the, the sores are really good. They were really good last night and really good today. Um, for some reason, out of nowhere, like uh, the only thing I can think of is I I, uh, I um, had a, a fresh water wash yesterday after um, after getting in the sea and cleaning the under underneath the boat. So um, you know, I gave them a good scrub, as painful as that was, and uh, it seems to have had a huge difference. And then I'm I'm kind of going between naked rowing and putting shorts on whenever they get really irritated because um, that just gives them a little bit of cushioning so um, yeah like completely surprised me uh, how good they felt um, how good they felt like in, in 20 or 30 days uh, which is which bodes well and uh, I suppose that's perked my spirits up a little bit as well um, yeah so uh, all's good uh, the countdown is kind of getting close to it I suppose you might say there's two weeks left now maybe 15 days not sure um, we've lost quite a bit of ground these last two days uh, on probably what was expected of us so might set us back a day or two but you know what the Sun is shining the Sun is the Sun is on my skin um, the tan is improving by the day I'm slowly moving towards Antigua so I have nothing to complain about you know this is this is where I wanted to be for a long time and this uh these days will will be um they're numbered and they'll be uh they'll be gone pretty soon so i'm just trying to like i said uh, in previous videos bank it savor it and bank it because uh yeah it'll come a morning where i get, get up and i won't have to roll all right so remember six days before this day 43 the crescendo crescendo of the sores i was contemplating having to row 20 minutes on 20 minutes off for 20 somewhere in the region of 20 hours a day just to be able to continue at a standard i was happy with or comfortable with and six now six days later i'm here having just rowed 18 or 19 hours in the last 24 so it kind of swings all the way back to my uh the point I was trying to make right at the start, which is around perception and um, rewiring myself or rewiring re how I perceive things uh, and doing that through the demands of the physical demands and the pressurized demands of firstly rugby. And now I have chosen to go into these uh, explorations. I would have, <laughs> I would have never, ever perceived on day 43 that six days from now I'll be able to row 18 or 19 hours so there's a a kind of a little remark back to why I do these things and how that helps me kind of broaden my map of what I'm capable of and that all came from just getting stuck into those sores you know uh giving them a good scrub I also feel, you know, at this stage, I had six days where I was using the perch, you know, so my skin had probably had a gut. It had it been risen away from the padding and it had a little bit more air and a little bit more space to recover. And now, you know, we had these calm conditions now here for these 24 hours that I show in that video that, um, you know, let me uh, sit on the seat without getting knocked off or without getting the sores pushed into the edges of the holes. Um, and that was also a kind of a reason why I was able to stay on those oars for 18 or 19 hours. So despite being blown 60 miles south and off course and having the duty officers stressing that I have to get back north, even though I was like fucking over two weeks away from finishing, my spirits were high because I wasn't having to deal with the fucking gnawing away at my resolve of the discomfort and pain from the sores. 
Um, and uh, yeah, that just continued into day 50. So have a listen to the audio of the video from day 50. Enjoy. Hi guys, um, 50 days now done and dusted uh, on board Darien. Uh, somewhere in the region of 2,100 nautical miles. Um, it's seven weeks in a day. Um, alone at sea. And uh, contrast that with what you've done in 50 days. Can you imagine the difference in even the, the senses, the, what you've seen, who you've, who you've talked to? what you've smelt, tasted, touched, heard. And then, and there's me here, I've talked to about, I'd say less than 10 people, including sat phone calls. Um, I've seen nothing but this basically. I've touched nothing outside of, uh, outside of this little rowing boat, ocean rowing boat and I've, uh, you know, I've I've heard the roar of the wind and the rumble of the distant waves, the the wash of the oars. So uh, so minimised and so uh, such a stripped back kind of type of life. Um, yeah, it's been real hard at times. It's a uh, it's a. Uh, it's an exercise in suffering in, in, in some cases, but it's uh, it's it's uh, it's a bizarrely uh, beautiful thing to do. Um, completely uh, completely different to what I imagined it would be. To be honest, uh, there's something uh, something very special about um, about this place. I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is, but uh, um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Right at the start of this episode, I tried to articulate why Welcome to the Real World annoyed me so much. And I talked about the realities of rugby and and how that was as real a world as you could experience because of how purposeful it was to me, because of the discomfort or uncomfortability uh, was the word I used there. Uh, well not exactly uncomfort was the word but the discomfort involved in that life and also the lack of choice and here we are on day 50 in the Atlantic something incredibly purposeful to me you know I think the evidence for that is clear I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be at this point um, without purpose and without it being incredibly important to me Uh, and I talk about the stripped back life that it is I try and even describe that. I tried to describe that in the last episode as well at the start when I did the visualization, which you guys, here I am describing the kind of 50 days until now and that experience as a stripped back life. And that is a lack of choice around what you get to do, just like I described rugby. And the last thing I said in this, or sorry, wasn't the last thing, but another thing of how I described the 50 days up until now was a exercise and suffering there's your discomfort there's your uncomfortability exactly like rugby and that kind of boxes off or boxes in these two the the link there's the link between professional rugby and what that gave me and how that gave it to me and now uh, exploration or extreme adventures and i think that closes off this episode and we'll put to a halt um, the story if you're enjoying the show and finding some value in it and, and feel there's value for other people and would like to support, um, that'd be great. And there's there's a few different ways you can do that. So the, the simplest um, way is, or wherever you're listening to this on whatever podcast platform uh, you listen to the show, if you haven't already, um, please subscribe and rate the show and give it a little review if that platform has those capabilities. Uh, It's great to see over the last couple of weeks, there's been uh, quite a few new reviews come in on the Apple podcast platform. So that, you know, that really helps. And um, it's a great way to support the show and promote the show. Another way to promote the show and support it is through um, sharing it. 
So sharing it out there um, with your friends, with your families, with someone you think might be interested in it and uh, through your own social medias. And don't forget to, you know, if there's if you use uh, the show while you're training or, you know, even whatever, maybe out for a walk or on the erg or on the ocean or on the, I don't know, stand up paddleboard, the bike, the treadmill, whatever it may be. Take a quick pick when you finish or whenever you think you can and uh, tag Deep Roots Podcast and uh, yeah, post your story and reshare. It would be a nice kind of thing to do. And uh, lastly then is through Patreon. There is a Deep Roots community building on Patreon, building slowly, but building nonetheless. And uh, that is, um, yeah, just another great way to, to support the show. If uh, you have any questions, should be doing another questions and answers. There's definitely going to be one out probably this week along with this show, uh, number three, and then I'll be doing number four in the next, again, two or three weeks. So um, yeah, get them to me just through social media, the usual Instagram, my personal account or Deep Roots podcast account or through Facebook. Those would be the best thing, uh, best way to get it to me. And uh, I will um, duly answer your questions anything up to now. And uh, I suppose lastly, I think I started last week was my week on Patreon. So uh, I'm just gonna share uh, everything every week what I've done on there because I think it might be of interest to some of you guys. So this week there was um, three different posts on there and the first one was I've just I've updated um, based on what I'm doing at the moment um, with my Everest training. It's been incredibly um, positive and uh, I'm kind of obviously I'm using this framework to um, as a path, you know, to get the most out of it. And I'm adding to it because I'm living it every day. So I've updated steps one, two, and three uh, over the last few weeks on Patreon in the deep learning framework and uh, still working away on step six. So that should be out in the next week or two. Uh, hasn't been shared on there yet. So uh, yeah, there's quite a bit more detail and hopefully clarity gone into those one, two and three. Um, and then I had the uh, uh, behind the scenes part of this. Uh, deep Roots is uh, up there, the video of that. I've gone into just a bit more detail around what, you know, the videos and bits I didn't talk about about uh, in um, 50, blown 50 miles off course and then lastly something that's actually very kind of apt for this show is I did a in-depth article or blog on uh, train your character so this is a kind of an expanding theory I've had for for quite a while and it's all about uh, how we can use physical training to deepen our value system and our character by um, the decisions we make while under extreme duress uh, and how by choosing hard over, well, in those moments, but then over time, how that can grow our self-confidence. And if we continue to deepen our capacities to choose hard, to make that hard decision and practice that way of making that hard decision, how that grows our self-respect and then over time self-belief belief, and then over much more time and much more deepening of the practice and capacity to push ourselves, we're getting into self-worth and then over a lifetime we're getting into self-mastery. So that was, um, yeah, that was something that came from a video I made quite a while back, actually, um, a what comes up video. So what comes up is uh, a process of my deep learning framework, you know, where it is whatever comes up in during the session, um, whatever insight or remark, be it as simple as a technical 
um, cue or be it something uh, that you kind of witness in your own movement that you think can be corrected um, or be it something deep about you know your own uh, self-limiting beliefs doesn't matter it just gets put on what comes up page which is like a notes page which is a way to accelerate your learning and understanding of yourself and what you're trying to do and what you're trying to work towards so sometimes I just grab the phone and do a quick video on that and I think I had done a, a particular um, demanding uh, finisher um, on the back end of a, a max effort lower limb session and I just grabbed the phone and you know vented into it in this manner and uh, it was five or six minutes so that video is on there as well uh, on Patreon um, and that is on um, I believe the spirit tier and above if you're interested um and there's more coming. I'm working on quite a few different articles uh, or blogs, whatever the fuck they're called, uh, over the next few weeks. And I'm finishing uh, my the morning routine one. And I have a bricks for life. I have the fifth controllable. I'm working on that. And um, and the usual stuff. There'll be live streams coming on there. Uh, one live stream at least this month and that you can get access to and uh the behind the scenes of every every podcast as well and um oh yeah the freezebury challenge is on there um yeah which leads me into that so uh i'm not too sure if people are aware on here but um over the last two years i've done this challenge um that i thought up for myself again just for personal growth and to challenge myself and to grow out of that and it was um something that was in my head for a couple of years and I was kind of struggling to commit to it because of fear and then I was like fuck it lad 2019 I said I was going to give it a go and the night before I think I was to start to threw it out my social media and I think I had about not sure I'm going to say I have a screenshot of the the names who uh, partook but I think there was about 11 or 12 people who kind of said they were going to do it I'm not too sure I think only about eight or nine actually um, started it I don't know if they all finished it but um, basically what it was was you get into the rivers lakes or um, ocean in Ireland or wherever really in the Northern Hemisphere, wherever it's cold uh, throughout the month of February and you, on day one you get in of 1st of February you get in for one minute and the next day you add a minute so you add a minute for every day so by the time you get to February 17th it's 17 minutes in the water by the time you get to the 28th it's 28 minutes in the water and that was a challenge and it was all around that consistency you know of uh, a really hard challenge and something that increases every day and there's always always some sort of trepidation and some sort of anxiousness getting into the cold water when it's five six seven degrees whatever it may be in uh, kind of february which is the coldest month and you know some of the rules were there was no no hats no gloves no booties there was no neoprene it was shorts swimsuit bikini um speedos whatever um but it was it was simple and it was brutally hard and you know I didn't know that first year if it was something that was possible like I didn't know if you could spend 28 minutes in the water but sure enough you can although 2019 with a very pleasant February I would say whereas last year 2020 it was brutal we had three storms roll in um, I remember been on Trocht Beach in Kinvara or just outside Kinvara one day and there was fucking tornadoes of sand been blown up and uh, it was day 11 and uh, when I opened the the side door of my van to get changed I mean I got half the beach in there uh, even my dog um, Elmo God rest him he wouldn't even come out that day <laughs> well he did come out for a little bit but it was wild last year and uh, again uh, much more people got involved uh, through social media uh, last year and I believe it or not uh, or sorry I believe that this year it's it's gone again grown massively so I think it raised uh, the first year about seven eight nine thousand last year thirty seven thousand and this year uh, it's only what day is today uh, February 8th so it's only eight days in so I hope if you're partaking you're enjoying it and getting something from it and and growing from it because that's that's the whole 
whole idea behind it that you get some personal growth from the adversity from the hardship from the demands from the consistency of the demands and learn how your um brain or how your mind uh, is not your friend and is not wired to make you happy uh, and learn um, deepen that relationship with yourself so you can rely on yourself when uh, it's needed because that is always and should always be your first board to call to be able to rely on yourself so um yeah and i believe this year it's it's you know again like i said grown so i hope it's touching a lot of people positively um the power of the cold water is um extraordinary and um it's great to hear and see a little bit through social media that she uh, there is huge numbers going at it and a lot of you using it for a very positive cause outside of yourselves to raise funds for those uh, less um, well in, in a, a lesser position to yourself at the moment in some way be it physically or uh, mentally emotionally so uh, that's fantastic and it, you know it's just great for the head so uh yeah so that's freezebury and um that's it for this week folks uh, keep striving for more from yourselves and uh, see you next week Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 